theyeshiva.net. Okay, so please turn to page 142. It says on top, and in the middle of the page it says, Parshas Hazinu. The first Maimah Hazinu. It's a Shabbos Shuvah Maimah, it's a Yom Kippur Maimah, it's a Tishrei Maimah. So we'll start it today. And Be'ez Hashem, as I said, next uh, Thursday morning, we'll have a Shir also. That's uh, the day after Tzam Gedalia, Dala Tishrei. Thursday morning we'll have a Shir. It starts on the Pasek HaZinu. We finished last time the Maimir Tiku, at least on some level we finished it. I don't know that you could finish it, but at least uh, the first time finishing. So now we'll start this Maimir of Hazinu. It's from the year Tofkov Samach Gimel. The back 1803 is the year the Balatanya said the Maimir. If he said it Shabbos Hazinu, it would actually be 1802. Because uh, it would still be uh, the end of 1802. So he starts off. Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to the Jewish people. And Moshe says, Hazinu Hashemayim v'adabeira, v'sishma aretzim refi, yadoif kamotar likhi, tizal katalim rasi, kirivivim, what's the Lashon? Kirivivim aleidesha, ah? Sirim aleyesav. So Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to the Jewish people, he's speaking, and he says, Listen, heavens, so I will speak. And then he turns to the earth, let the earth hear the words coming out of my mouth. Let my communication or my gift come down, pour down like rain, and let my words flow like dew. That's his expression. Rain comes down, and dew comes down, the tal, the dew. On this... There's a fascinating medrash of the Chazal. It's actually a Gemara and a medrash. It's a Mesechtes Tainus in the beginning. Hini Amirazal. So Chazal say on this, Knesset Yisrael Shal Shaloi Kahoygen. The Jewish people asked for something that was not Kahoygen. It wasn't the way it should be asked. It wasn't appropriate. What did they ask? In Hoshea Simen Vav, Vayavoy Kegeshem Lanu. He should come like rain to us. Like rain does. Melant Lukutatayra for Nayazaidin. Rav Shainan. This is Rav Steinman's Chavrusa. Rav Shainan. Kumt, kumt. That's the Chavak. I bewilt, I bewilt. My English with the Afshafashtain. So the Pasik says in Aishaya, the Jewish people say, Hashem should come to us like rain. <laughs> he should come down to us. He should descend to us like the rain comes down. And Hashem answered the Jewish people. He did answer them properly. What did he answer them? This is in Hosea, Simon, Yudalad. In other words, 12 chapters later, Hashem says to them, the Lashon is, I'm not going to be like rain, I'm going to be like tal, I'm going to be like dew. Like tal. So the first is in Hashem, they say, and then the Rebbeinu Shalom answers, again, also in Hashem, I'm going to be like dew. So the Gemara says in Tainas Davdalet, 
Knesset Yisrael Biksha Shaloi Kahigin. Shalo Shaloi Kahigin. They asked for rain, it wasn't the right, that Hashem should be like rain. Hashem, answer the way you should answer. I'm going to be like do. <laughs> so you read it. So he says, Lahavin Mashal Omelitza Divrei Chachamim. Obviously, there's a mashal here, a parable here, and a melitza. Melitza means they're using prose, poetic words, metaphors to explain something. What's the mashal? What's the melitza? There's obviously some profound distinction between comparing the hashra, the dwelling or the manifestation, the revelation of Hashem, on Knesset Yisrael, on the Jewish people, either comparing it to rain, which they said is is, is inappropriate, or it's Ketal, Eye Ketal Yisrael. Oh, what's the difference? First of all, why are you comparing it to this or to this? And also, what's the difference between the rain and the dew? The explanation in this is, and of course, Moshe Rabbeinu compares his words to both. Right? Mutter is rain, like Geshem. And Tizal Katalim Rossi. Moshe is both. He covers all bases. But when the Jewish people say to Hashem, come down like rain, he says, no, like do. So the Mepharshim Takemesechis Tainus, the Mepharshim deal with this, like what? There's a significance here. So this is what the, the Baldania opens up the Maimah with. Ha'inyan, to understand this, ki tshuva kadma la'olam. You would think he would start talking about rain and dew. He says, no. Tshuva kadma la'olam. The Medrash says, this is in, in Parshas Bereshis, in the beginning of Medrash Rabbah, that there were a few things that kadma la'olam, they preceded the universe. One of them is tshuva. What's the pshat tshuva kadma la'olam? L'cha'ayra, it's difficult to understand. What's the whole union of tshuva? The whole union of tshuva is that if somebody made a mistake, if somebody transgressed, if somebody sinned, so there's an opportunity to repent, to return. Tshuva kadma means that what? That before the world was existence, there was already an union of tshuva. So what's the, what's the union in this? Once there's a world and people make mistakes, you need a concept of tshuva. But the tshuva is rooted in something before the world. So for this you have to explain what's tshuva. What is this tshuva? Also the Gemara says, call yom of b'tshuva. That a person should be all his days in tshuva. The Gemara says a person should be call yom of b'tshuva. Echu call yom of fakert. If a person is in a good place, he's doing the right thing. You have to do tshuva kol yamov. It's like you tell somebody, you know, get into a fight. Get into a fight with somebody, so you'll be able to kol yamov b'tshuva. Every day in your marriage, you should be doing tshuva to your wife. Hopefully not. If you need it, yeah. You know the old joke they say, there was a yid, he was going to shul on Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur, and he was feeling, not dep- he was feeling depressed. Why? Because he looked in his calendar and he saw that a whole year he didn't even do one Aveda. So what is he going to do? Agansim Kippa, Alchet, Ashamnu, Alchamnu. Brachas Levatolas, Tfilas Levatolas, Alekeinu, 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 there's no sin. So his Shachin was a Shtikolets, another Yid was Shtikolets. He meets him and says, Why are you so depressed? Yom Kippa is not such a bad day. It's a good day. It's a day of cleansing. 
He said, it's a waste of time. I didn't even do one Aveda. So he says, you still have a half an hour left to Yom Kippur. What's the problem? He says, what's coming Shantan and Ahal What can you do? So he says, you're shachin next door. You love him or you hate him? He says, I hate his guts. He says, why don't you go in and beat him up? Where do you have a better Aveda and a bigger Aveda than hitting a Jew? Give him a beating, you'll have a wonderful Aveda, and then you'll have a Gavaldik Yom Kippur. He says, it's a Gavaldik idea. So he goes into the shachin, he beats him up. It's Gavaldik, and he leaves the shul. He leaves the shul b'simcha. Finally, he can have a good Yom Kippur. As he's walking down the street, the wife of the beaten guy comes out and gives a scream. She says, "Rebid, I don't know who you are." But there was kemon lishmisim vaser a mitzvah. You'll never know what a mitzvah. You just commit it. So when you say kol yom of b'tshuva, yeah, it sounds like the derech avoyde is yeah. What, what's the union? Of course, everything is connected, because if we understand what Shuvah is, we'll understand what Kalyam of B'tshuva, then we'll understand why Shuvah precedes existence. The main aspect of Shuvah is, is based on the Pasuk and Kayalas. Kayalas Simen Yud Beis. Shloim HaMelech says in Kayalas Ecclesiastes chapter 12 that. Haruach, the spirit, Tashuv, will return, El HaElekim, to the God, Asher Nesana, who gave it, who imbued it into the person. He says, that's the Nekud of Tshuv. Haruach, Tashuv, El HaElekim, Asher Nesana. Adava, what does this mean? Hine, Oymnim, we say every morning, this is the beginning of Birchas HaShachem. Elekai, Neshama, Shenasata, Bitahirihi. Atavrasa, Atayitzarta, Tanafachta, Bi. The Neshama that you infused in me is Tahirah, it's pure. And then we say, you created it. You formed it, and you blew it into me. Like it says, blew in, he blew in to Adam the Neshama. And then the Atam Hashem Rebbe you do hits this, you guard it inside of me. So he says, what's the inyin of this? Pidush Nafachta, when you say Nafachta, Atam Nafachta, who, Pchinis Hevel Ha'elyin, Liyos Nifrid Davar V'yesh B'fnei Nefecha, when a person is nefeach, a person blows, it comes from his hevel, his inner breath. Right? There's an expression in Zoyar. Man de nofach, mitoiche nofach. When you blow, what does it mean? ba'apav. Ein guv, ein musaguf. So vayipach is dibretoire kaloshem b'nayadam. That when you blow, you're, you're emitting something from inside of you, something deep. And it's even deeper than when you're speaking, right? Because when you speak, when you communicate verbally, you could see a person could speak for a long time. Some people have a hard time stopping to speak. But blowing, try. How long can you do a tkiya for? Rosh <laughs> Hashanah, you get to exercise, you're blowing. So how long can you do a tkiya for? Right? Even a very skilled person, a tkiya So you can do it, but at some point, your nefich is not going on for hours like you dibur. Why? Because it comes from... From the toichiyas, from a, from a deep, you have to exert yourself much more. So it's not a coincidence that the Torah defines the neshama as vayip of And that's a very fundamental idea. The whole creation, it never says Hashem blew. Right? It doesn't say Hashem blew and, and the blowing made light. Or the blowing made the sun and the moon, vegetation, chayas, animals, birds. By Adam it says, The only one. 
could have said everything else. Everything else came through his, his breath. No, So the Balatanya says the word but the Hevelelelian, where was it before the blowing? It was inside. And then it becomes Nifrit. You go, like when you blow a shoifer, now your actual breath went in to the shoifer and it travels through the shoifer, comes out on the other side. And it creates what we call the kaila shoifer, the voice of the shoifer, the sound of the shoifer. So it became a nifrid, davar, a something. Nobody says, me and my breath inside of me. <laughs> it's not like two separate things. But when your breath comes out, now it's a davar, now it's a thing. And v'yesh b'fneatzma. He's medayik here. It's nifrid, it's a davar, and it's a yesh b'fneatzma. The breath inside of me is a davar. But it's not called a davar. You don't say, I'm, I'm coming to the chasen and me and my breath is coming. <laughs> Yay, hopefully your breath is coming. It's inside of you, it's part of you. Suddenly when I blow out, <laughs> there's a psamitzias, right? Can you stop blowing on me, please? So he says, it's a nifrit. When a person blows, his breath comes out through, through, the, through the ear that comes out, that he emits through his mouth, so it becomes distinct. It becomes a distinct mitzvah. And sometimes it can have an impact. Right? A person sneezed in Wuhan, China. You know the story? A person sneezed in Wuhan, China. And a few months later, huh? I don't believe anybody. You don't believe anybody sneezed in Wuhan, China? That you could believe that somebody sneezed. And a few months later, 7.8 billion people were brought to their knees. Right? If he would have only kept that sneeze inside... <laughs> We would have spared, we would have been spared two years of uh, craziness. So when the Hevel comes out, it can have an impact. When he says it's a Dover Nifrit, it's not Stam, it can have an impact. A lot of things come out with it. And that's why by this Nisham it says, he blew into his nostrils a soul of life. And that's what we say in the morning. The word is nafacht. And this is, so to speak, the spirit, the spirit of his mouth, or the ear, the ruach is like ear, spirit, energy of his mouth. That's which, which comes out, as the Pasuk says in Parshas Ekev. Moshe says, You don't live on bread alone. So he teaches the that's the Vayipach Ba'apav. You don't live only on bread, you learn the Maitse Pi Hashem, on that which came out of the mouth of Hashem. Maitse Pi Hashem means that which is Yoitse, it comes out. Why is it called comes out? Before that it was in a state of concealment, potentiality, and Maitse means you bring it out, like it comes out, it comes out to the fore. Not physically comes out of the door, but coming out means like you're coming out of your potential. Like a fetus being born, it emerges in its revelation. That's That's nafachta. But that he says at the end, He starts off pchinas barasa. You created it. Who Barasa is before nafachta. Barasa yatzarta nafachta. He says, Barasa would be compared not to the blow, not to the air that comes out, it's to the thought that's still inside. When a person thinks people's thoughts, 
You don't know what I'm thinking. The Gemara says, in Psachim, Adam Ma shal is still concealed and one with the nefesh. In Machshava itself, there's many layers, right? There's my thought before I even process it for myself. But even after I process it for myself, in other words, even after I'm, you know, sometimes you're thinking, you're not aware that you're thinking. Sometimes the thought is still in potentiality, but sometimes you're actually thinking. But it's still inside, it's one. It's not nifred, it's not separate. If so, this specified four things, four stages in the soul as it journeys from a state of helen, from a state of concealment. What do we mean concealment? Concealment doesn't mean that the world doesn't know about it, there's no media. Concealment means something deeper. Concealment means that it's not nifrit, it's not separate, it's not a thing. So it's called concealed because it's part of the source. It's like the ray of the sun when it's in the solar core. The ray of the sun outside of the solar core is a whole metzius, right? It lights up our world. Thank God it lights up our planet. If there would be no sun, yeah, no, we wouldn't be able to live for long. First of all, there would, of course, be no food, no vegetation, no produce, but also everything literally would freeze. If the sun was a little further away, we would still freeze. If the sun was a little closer, we would become French toast, or in our case, American toast. The sun is exactly in a position where it casts its rays and it gives a tremendous light. But, and that's the power of the rays. In the sun itself, you have the sun itself. It's the solar core. So Mehelem means in a state where it's not separate. It's completely one. And then the Neshama emerges. As the Neshama emerges, there's four stages. And that's what he says. Neshama shenasata bi tahayrihi. Number one. Atavarasa. Number two. Ata Number three. Ata bi. Number four. And then afterwards, there's Atam Hashamra Bekirbi, that's a fifth element. But in the emergence of the soul, there's four stages. It also explains why Tahira comes before Barasa. The first thing should have been, to be the soul, you created it. First, and then describe it. First tell me you created it, and then tell me it's pure. This means, says the Balatanya, as we'll see, Tahira precedes Barasa. Ah, and that's, that's the essence of the soul, that it's not Barasa, it's Tahira before Barasa. So there's four components. Because the source from where it was chiseled out, from which it was honed, chaitzav is like when you hone the rocks out of the quarries, the, the, the mechtsev. So the source from where it was taken is extremely lofty, it's extremely high. For the descent of the neshama, and he calls the descent ployim, it's a pella. It's, it's wondrous, it's stupendous, it's a half of a fella. Yeah, the, Brahma, the Ramah says this on the brach of Ashayatzah, Reifei Chalbasar, Umafli Lasis. It's not Stami uses the word Ployamir. Umafli Lasis. So everything is Mafli Lasis. A bee dance is not Mafli Lasis. A volcano is not Mafli Lasis. A star is not Mafli Lasis. A jinnum is not Mafli Lasis. But this Nakuda of the soul coming down is called Tated Ployam. It's a Peladiki Yerida. It's not, uh, it's not a gradual, what you would call devolution. Devolution is the right word, Rabbi Yaakov. Devolution. It's not a regular hitpatchut, a regular emergence. It's, huh? In the, in the Ginsburg dictionary. In her, his wife's dictionary. <laughs> so, vatated ployim. No problem. Vatated ployim. The yirid is a pelotic yirid. It's not stam. When you know what an ashama is, 
It's, it's half of a fella how it comes from this place to this place. We're not talking here about a physical descent, you know. Uh, in the amusement parks, you have a, a free fall, a, a roller coaster that goes down pretty fast. We're talking about a tainted play in echos and quality. Huh? Shama stays up, the body goes down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what he's saying. Lislabish beguf, to be able to be suitable to work in a body. The neshama can't just come down. It has to work with a guf. It's a marriage. And it's not just a marriage. It's a, it's, it's the most intimate marriage. Your soul and your body, you know, it's become one and it's inseparable. Till the stalkers of a person and then later the schis So the neshama has to really, it's like, you know, the first thing in marriage, you gotta readjust yourself to be in a relationship. It's very hard sometimes for people. If I'm not relational. Here, it's such a peladik thing that the neshama comes down in a way that it can work with the guf. It has to go through an element of tzimtzum, which is condensing, and then lehispashet, but also to extend, to expand, in numerous forms and numerous categories of tzimtzum and hispashtos, of condensing, Restricting itself, but also expanding. So even though I said many, that's true. But generally, there's four dimensions that it has to go through. It's indicated in a pasuk in E of Simen Chavchaz. Oz, Ra, Vayisapra, Hechina, Vigam Chakra, Vayoymer Adam. He sought, he told a story, he prepared it, he investigated, and then he told it to Adam. And Agav, the Medrash says on this Pasuk in Eev, I mentioned it in a previous year, that everything before Hashem told it to Moshe, Hashem did Chazara four times before he spoke. Before Adam, he sought, he told the story, he prepared it, and he investigated it. And then you're ready to speak, it says he would he would chaza the material four times, and then he said it to Moshe. That's what the Medrash says on this. What do we see from here? Sha'at shabal leklal vayoymer la'adam. The hainu is published beguf. Tzarech liyot tzarech betchil liyot pchinas ra vayisapre chinav gam chakra. So he says this is describing also the journey of the soul. Before there's the vayoymer la'adam, which means telling it to the person. What does it mean telling it to the person? It's not a speech. Telling it to the person means this soul going into the person. Communicating by Hashem means that there's an energy that the person gets. That's what Vayoyim Eladim means. Doesn't mean he's speaking to somebody. He's in one room, he's speaking to somebody. Vayoyim Eladim is a metaphor for the transfer, for the communication of the divine energy to the Adam. That's not the first step. First he saw it, then he told the story, then he prepared it, then he investigated before the Vayoyim Eladim. Shem Dalet Pchinis, Tzimtzum, Hispashtus, Hamshacha, Vispashtus, Keneged Dalet Oisius Havaya. That's why there's four letters of Yud and He and Vav and He. Those letters are not just Tam, it's a name with four letters. It happens to be four letters. The Yud and the He and the Vav and He, those are the four stages through which the Neshama metamorphosizes itself from its pristine, innate state until it's ready to infuse the body with consciousness and vitality and life, vivifying it and animating it. 
So that's the Ra, the Sapra, Echina, Chakra. That's the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He. And he says, it's Tzimtzum, which is restrictiveness or withdrawal or condensing. It's Hispashtus. Yud is Tzimtzum. Yud is the smallest letter like we learned in Echaltzu. It condenses itself to a seminal point. Then there's a He, which is expansive. And then there's a Vav, which is called Hamshacha. It flows downward, the communication like a Vav, which represents a line downward. And then again, another He, which is again, Hispashtus, expansion of that Hamshacha. After that, there could be Vayoyim Adam. Now, now, after it went through a Yud and a He and a Vav and a He, now we can go into the Adam. And that's why the name represents this. Hayud is Tzimtzum, like I just said. Hahe is Hispashtus. When you extend, it's both in length and in breadth. It takes the Yud and it goes down, but it also takes the Yud. The Vav also takes the Yud down, but there's no Reichav. In the He, it's also in the breadth and in the length. Havav is Hamshacha. Chuli and Chuli, etc. means the last day, which is what? as is known. Four stages. Whenever the Balatanya says Kenoida, I can promise you nobody knows. Kenoida means it's known to those who have to know. <laughs> Interesting. You would think the Chakira should be the first, right? You first got to investigate. <laughs> but that's already more analysis. The first is raw, you see it. Then it becomes a story. Then you prepare it. And then you investigate it. So very gener- generally speaking, in, 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 in some of the Maimonim, it's, it's explained in different ways, but generally speaking, the Nikudah is as follows. And you see it also in communication from a teacher to a student or from anyone to anyone else. Real communication requires four things before you open your mouth. Before Vayoymer La'adam, it, it, it's difficult to understand. Hashem had to prepare it four times. I understand before I'm giving a speech, it's good to prepare it a few times. You're not fluent. You want to make sure you got it. You want to get the flow. People do it, right? People give speeches. They prepare a few times. What's the idea that Hashem, before he's told others, he said, one second, got to do Chazara again. So obviously, that's what he's saying. It's not Stam. He's preparing it because he might forget the message or because he may get distracted. But the pressure is each time it goes through a different experience. It becomes a different speech. It's a symptom. It's a ishtalshalos. It's an evolution. It's a hispatchos from one place to another place. The yud is not the hey. The yud is the hey. Then there's a hey and there's a vav and hey. Then it's ready to go into the person. It's like the neshama. It has to. It goes through these four stages. Then it's ready. So generally in communication, and this is true when you're writing music, it's true when you're writing plans to build a home. It's true when you're writing a speech. It's true in any in any uh, performance, when your creative process, which begins with my mind, all I have is my mind, my soul, my passion, my dream. And the creative process now needs to be brought. This is called mehelem elagilui, from inside, right, in utero, as they say, to fruition, to birth. Hayoim haras oilam, the birthday of the world, from pregnancy to birth. It doesn't happen like this. This conception, this conception is called the Yud. And then there's development. It's the hay and the Vav and the hay. In communication, Lamashal, the teacher has to first have a Yud, which is an Akuda, an idea. Ra, and you have to see it. It's, you see, it's very, very visual. Because when you see something, it's always an Akuda. 
when you hear a story by Yisapra, there's always details. The Al-Tarebbe writes, he says, seeing is min haklal el aprat. Hearing is min aprat el haklal. In the morning, Rabbi Shmuel says, klal aprat, prat aklal. When you see something, let's say you go into a beautiful house. Yeah, You come into Muncie, you go into a beautiful house. You walk in. What's the first thing you see? Everything. You would go, wow, wow. What, what do you see? You saw the banister, you saw the counter, you saw the couch. You saw everything. You saw everything. You can't yet write a report on the house. But you saw, you walk into a, an art gallery and you see an exceptional piece of art. What, what do you see? Wow, what do you see? Everything, right? You saw everything. But how did you see it? It's like a scanner. Beskira achas. On the kuda, you saw it. It's an impression. But, but you got the point. <laughs> You got the point if, you, if your eyes are open. But you can't communicate it. You, you, wow, it was amazing. It was amazing. Now you have to go. It has to become a story. A story by Yisapra is always made up of details. That's the concept of hearing. That's a whole different level. That's really his pashtus. Now the person can analyze. What did I see? And he'll never have that beauty, that, beauty that, that first impression, that same power. It never has it. Because it's detail after detail after detail. It's a whole, you're using also a different part of the brain. It's a different part of the brain. So the teacher, first, before anything, what do you want to say? Do you see your message? What's the nekudah? And it's always one line. It's one word. It's a nekudah. It's a yud. Now, to get to that place, he has to go through a big tzimtzum. Because there's a guy who knows everything, right? You have to really put it into a yud. It's a tzimtzum. But then... So it's all there. But what are you teaching? <laughs> you have to turn the yud into a hey. But that's all me. <laughs> that's all me. It's in my head. I'm excited about it. But you have an audience. They don't know anything. They don't live in your world. They live in another world. Now you need a vav. You got to leave your world. This is called hamshacha. Now I have to know your world. In your world itself. Okay, I know your world. So now I know how to, the nekuda of how to give it over to your world. But now I got to do a hey you too. You understand? How am I going to get it into your world? The process of communication. You typhus. So two are in the student, in the teacher, and two are relatable. But it's all in the teacher's mind. He, he didn't say a word yet. This is all before he walked into the room. Or he may be in the room, but this is all happening inside. The student doesn't know anything about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And over there it's investigation. Yeah, yeah. There's hachana and then there's gam chakra. And you'll see communication is often missing one or two or three or four of all the components. And you could feel the blemish. There's a one person who didn't start with a yud. <laughs> you could see it. He has a lot to say, but he doesn't know what he wants to say. He doesn't know what he wants to say. There's a person, he knows exactly what he wants to say. Nobody else knows what he wants to say. Nobody else. There's a person who has an akuda, but he never got it into the hay. From his yud, he never got it into the hay. He got it into his hay, but there's no vav. There's even a vav, but there's no final hay. Yud and hay and vav and hay are full picture. We're going to see it's four worlds. It's four different worlds. And each one requires a different process. Each one is a different talent. It's a different part of the brain. You can't use the part of the brain you used for the yud. For the hay. It's a different chush. And after that, it becomes fertile. Now you could deliver something. 
And now it can change the person. Now it can go in. That's the process. The neshama, for the neshama to become a neshama, it goes through this process. Remember, here you're not just talking about a speech. You're talking about the life. The life force that vivifies the person. So there's tahayra brasa yitzir nefacht. Tahayra is the yud of the soul. It's the nekudah of the soul. Then there's barasa, then there's yatsarta, and then there's nafachta. Nafachta is stage four, and nafachta, as he said, when you blow something, there's already something. Before that, you're not even calling it something. And then there's vayoyim al-adam. Now it's ready to go into the person. So he says, And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says in Hazinu, that Amoy, his people, are a chelik of Hashem, a part of Hashem. Yaakov, Jacob, Yaakov, Shevel Nachalase, literally the rope of his inheritance. Pidush. So what does Chelek Hashem Amai mean? So many commentators will say it's like it's like a Chelek, like you have a, a you know your pardon or your Yerusha. Chelek Amai means we're part of the lot, part of the so to speak, we belong to the domain of God. He says it means Mapirushan Neshame Chelek Avaya Atzma. Chelek Hashem Amai means the Neshame is Yutke Vavke. It's a Chelek Hashem. It's a chelik of Yudke Vavke. A part of Yudke Vavke. What's Pshat? Sheyeredes derech tzimtzum v'espashtus k'mashem avaya atshabol yislabush v'pchinus Yaakov chevel nachalosu yuhu aguf. Chelik Hashem Ami means the neshama is Yudke Vavke. It's divine. So why is it called chelik? Why is it a part? Hashem has parts. The answer is when you want to bring out something that's one with something and then it emerges in the body as though separate so it's called chelik. When we say chelik, you'll say, give me a part of the cake, give me a part of the pie, give me a part of the money. So it becomes separate. Here, when something, the neshama goes through a process where you could think it's separate, so it's called chelik. But what is it of? It's of Hashem. Yudke vavke. It's the process. It is Yudke vavke. Until it comes into Yaakov, Yaakov, which is in the goof, and over there it's called chevel nachalose, the rope of his inheritance. What's the connection? The whole neshama doesn't come down to be enclosed in the body. Only, so to speak, a ray of the soul comes down. In other words, we're not talking about coming down physically. We're talking about coming down, coming down spiritually. What he's saying is as follows. I'm just going to say it a little in sharp words. We always say the soul is in the body. The Balatanya is saying here it's wrong. The body is in the soul. You understand? There's a part of the soul that's in the body. That's the part of tzimtzum that goes in. It's adjusted. It's, it's custom made to the body. That's called hislabish begov. That's not the whole neshama. The core of the neshama doesn't go into the body. So the body is in the soul. The soul is not in the body. You say, your soul is in your body. No, no, no. Your body is in your soul. It's a little bit of a different... It's a significant different way of looking at it. Your body is in your soul. The body is a certain manifestation of the way the soul condenses itself to the point that it could come in to the chemistry of the body. It can, re- it can be related to the chemistry of the body. What does it mean by the rope of your inheritance? We'll soon see what rope means. What rope means. nishara mazel. The whole neshama and its source 
In other words, when you say there's a symptom in the soul, it doesn't mean the soul is now changed. It means there's an aspect of the soul that the body can experience. Just like the teacher, when he's doing his whole symptom, he doesn't forget everything he knows. In the Yud, he has everything. It's just what the student is going to hear. You understand? That's why it says in Gabar Navaidazara that it takes 40 years for a teacher to be understood by a student. You know the Gemara says, yeah? Forty years? Moshe Rabbeinu said, Forty years later, Moshe says, you still haven't understood anything I taught. <laughs> not because they were lazy, not because they, were, because they weren't listening, because they were ADDing on him. It's because, by definition, the student has to grow 40 years to be able to unravel the full depth. It's not a chisarin in the student or in the teacher. It's the nature of reality. You go back 40 years later to the same words of your Rebbe, and you understand them completely different. Not because the words change, because you changed. We all know you hear something now, you're gonna hear, you hear it in five years after you go through a lot of experiences, and you heard a new reality, Emma's. Huh? You can learn the same mimer before you went through certain processes, and you heard, fine, it was nice. You go through a certain process, boom, suddenly it's like a ton of bricks just came down on you. What happened? We all know that, right? The same tefillah you could say a thousand times in your life, and then one day, like, hits you. Oh, wow, I'm talking to God. Boom, and suddenly you're crying. What happened? It was all there. The question is where I am. Every person come, brings to life what they are, where they are. So he says the neshama is the same thing. The neshama goes through the soul symptom to be able to be relatable to the goof, but really the goof is in the soul, because the whole soul, the source of the soul, doesn't go through this yirida. There's a ray that comes into the goof, and that's what the goof captures. Now what does that really mean? That really means that there's so much of us, most of us, right, that, that is fully present. It's fully present. But... It's present in a deeper state of consciousness. He says, this is called mazel. This is what the Gemara means in Babakama. Adam isle mazala. Beginning of Masechus Babakama. Behema lesle mazala. Adam or hakel toli mazala. When you speak about mazel, what's mazel? Mazel doesn't mean a hot mazel, right? <laughs> Once met a ger, a very brilliant man. A person he converted to Judaism and he spoke a good Yiddish. So he says to me, I have the problems of both sides. <laughs> it's like, God's good, not, not bad. Mazel, we teach mazel is, you have mazel. Hot mazel, what do we mean when we say mazel? So you have mazolus, right? The mazolus. That's how the world says, mazol is, you're affected by the zodiac. But you say, mazol, what, what, what does, he says, mazol doesn't mean, luck, luck, you know, the jackpot, you won the lottery. Mazol means something that's super conscious. Mazol is you, but mazol is, you're part of the self that you're not, you don't control. You can't wrap your brain around it. That's, that's the idea. You know? uh, one second. And uh, even a better question. Ain Mazal Yisrael, right? Umasha Amru Ain Mazal Yisrael. The Gemara says in Shabbos, I think Kufnun Vav Dachzach, Ain Mazal Yisrael. Jews don't go by Mazal. 
Hainu inyan mazolas hasodim vikechavim. Depends what you mean by mazol. When you talk about mazolas, mazolas are usually the constellations, the zodiac, which was our formations of stars. That in the time of Noyach they looked certain ways, like a sheep, like an ox, like Gemini, like twins, etc., a crab, right? A scale, now we're going to Tishrei, a psula, a young girl, a scale, whatever it is, all the way down to Fisco, dog and fish, the 12 mazolas. It represents stars, it represents sarim, spiritual energies, as the Pesach says, he distributed to the nations who were infatuated and worshipped stars. When we're talking here, mazel is makir haneshama, your own, your own source, the source of your soul. The core of your soul, the core. V'sharsh v'nikra mazel miloshen noizel. Why is it called mazel? From the word noizel. Noizel means it trickles down, it flows like nizila. Eloshen noizel uloshen nifal u'mazel uloshen poil. Noizel means it flows, and mazel is you make the flow, you create the flow. The source of the neshama creates the flow that trickles down into your conscious brain and you say, this is who I am. But this is who I am is just that which trickled down a few drops into the self that, I, that I'm aware of. And that self itself has so many different stages. So I could define myself in so many different ways. Depends where. I could define myself from Vayoymer Adam. I could define myself from the last hey. I could define myself from the vav, from the hey, from the yud. <laughs> which self am I defining? So when somebody says, I feel, you always have to say, whoa, 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 which I? <laughs> the other I is the hey, is the vav, is the hey, is the yud. Let's know, let's know which, which self is talking. This is who, this is me. Sometimes that me is a completely convoluted and mitzumtzum dekemi that went through a very intense process. And of course, within the Vayayim al-Adam, there's, uh, there's endless levels. That's one of the interpretations. That's one of the interpretations. That's another interpretation, yeah? Yeah. Because mazel is the source from where the flow trickles down to become a spirit of life and give life to the spirit of a humble person. In other words, where the neshama can become adjustable and relatable to a guf, to work with a body. Because if it doesn't work with a body, there's no physical life. Yeah, your mazel is your own core, yeah, your own, your own pristine source. Gam also, There's a divine flow, and sometimes thoughts of tshuva that come into a person. He may not know from where. Like sometimes you just experience a, a surge of energy, a consciousness. He doesn't know from where. It, it came from nowhere. It didn't come from nowhere. It came from your came from the mazel. There was a trickle. Ki afal gav the Gemara says, sometimes a person doesn't see mazel chazi. Your mazel sees. What does he see? Fascinating. It says in Prikayavis and in other places in Chazal that every day, there are baskals, there are voices that come out from heaven, right? Different baskals that come out to inspire people. The question is, what's the point of any baskal if nobody hears it? 
You get up with a mega, mega, mega speaker to speak, nobody hears it. So he says, no, 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 no. The mazel hears it very, very well. It has the antennas to pick it up. And sometimes my mazel trickles down. So suddenly a person will experience a shefa key, a certain flow, and he may not know where did that come from. Right? It came from a place that's unidentifiable. Yes, it's unidentifiable because it's my own mucker. It's, it's, it's pre that which is condensed that I should be able to experience. But don't think that the mazel is not in touch. It's always in touch. In other words, we hear things on different levels. Things get absorbed on different states of consciousness. And when you're ready, the mazel comes down. The mazel may share things, yeah. The mazel may share things. Yeah. The mazel keeps the score. And sometimes you're ready to, to experience it. You know, sometimes in life, especially in recent years, they develop different forms of, of healing where people op- get opened up to memories of their childhood or of their past. And suddenly you know they know everything. They know everything. <laughs> Nothing escaped them. Where was it all? It was all stored. I wasn't ready for the information. I wasn't ready. I couldn't deal with it. Or maybe I didn't have the proper assistance. But it was all there. Everything was there. Nothing escaped. It's all there and experienced in its full intensity. We see it. And then certain blockages are removed or certain fears are removed and suddenly it's noisy, it flows and, and, and it's right there. So that's what he's describing. Body keeps the score. It's really the mazel keeping the score. <laughs> Apparently, it's connected. The body also keeps the score. <laughs> the body keeps the score the way the body keeps the score, and the mazel keeps the score the way the mazel keeps the score. Does one inform the other? Of course, everything in the goof ultimately comes from the mazel. The question is, what level? The mazel, the mazel, <laughs> the mazel often creates the score. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very, very serious thing. This because the mazel is not some mystical, uh, superstitious, uh, you know, angel hiding in some planet between uh, you know Pluto and Mars. It's not four, six point billion light years. The mazel is a, is a real state of reality where where things are perceived and seen in a completely transcendent and infinite fashion. But it has to go noisel, it has to be noisel, that which could be able to be received by my conscious self and my conscious chemistry based on where my brain is today. And sometimes people, they have different methods that open up, open up people to, to deeper places and suddenly you see, eh, you, it was all a subconscious memory, it's all there, the whole memory is a subconscious. Huh? And, and other, other, other methods. That's one method and there's other methods. So he defines it here as the neshama itself. It's the neshama itself, which is divine consciousness. That's divine consciousness. Yeah. And then the question is, how much gets downloaded? You know, the zip file, and then you got to download, you got to extract the zip file. I can't do anything with a zip file. It could all be there. Right? The question is, how much I could download if my computer has short memory? <laughs> huh? And if my computer has a virus... Oh yeah, yeah, right. The brain is the storage, yeah. But but here we're talking about something within the brain itself. That's not it's not mitzumtzum. It's not mitzumtzum in the in the conscious levushim of the brain. Huh? 
The mind versus the brain, you say. The mind versus the brain. The mind transcends the brain. The neshama, it's in the brain, but it transcends it also. That's what, he, that's what he's saying, it transcends it. And sometimes you can have a sensation in your heart. Don't think ever that the ray of the soul that comes into the body becomes separate completely from the source of the soul. It's not like two souls. This trickles down, but it's not like it gets cut off. Now you understand what kadas means. <laughs> Fascinating one. What's kadas? We say the soul gets cut off. What does it mean the soul gets cut off? We learned Shabbos in the Maimah Shiramalus Ma'amakim, the Rebbe says, whenever it says Kiros, Kirisus, God is never about Yisrael, it's always about Yaakov. It's the, it's the Yaakov, it's the part of the soul that's in Akev that can get cut off. Yisrael, leaders, the source of the Neshama never gets cut off. Here he's Masbeding and Moiridik. What's the definition of Kodesh? Kodesh is disalignment with your own soul. The part of my consciousness that I'm experiencing is severed from my innate consciousness, which is absolutely infinite and divine. And in that space, it can't be Kodesh. That's what he's saying. The aura of the soul is really aligned with the source of the soul. It's manifesting it in the body. What does Kodesh mean? Kodesh is a tragedy when I'm cut off from myself. Cut off from yourself, that's Kodesh. That's, that's a tragic situation. Yeah. Mazel is Yisrael. And the Ha'ara, that's the Yaakov. It's your soul. Mazel is your soul. You say, my Mazel. So the Rebbe says, my Mazel, it's not like, you know, I have bad Mazel, he has good Mazel, you know what I mean? From the day he was born, he, somebody told me, from the day he was born, he had good Mazel, from the day I was born, I had bad Mazel. I said, what? My father, whatever you want, my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, my host, my school, my shit, out, my shver, my shriger. But this is deeper. <laughs> Your mazel is you. It's not in a judgmental way. It's understanding it's my journey. I, I want to own my journey. I'm not a victim of my journey. It's my journey. I have to figure out what's my journey and the purpose of it, but it's my journey. It's not I'm somehow a victim to some star that decided that I should be a cursed, a cursed, wretched soul. No, no, the mazel of Yaakov is Yisrael. <laughs> Very good. So he says, what's Kodesh? It's a definition of Kodesh. The Balatan says, what's Kodesh? The ray of the soul that was Nespashet, it extended and it came down here, is severed from its own, its own core, its own traders, its own source. So Kodesh is a very, very, it's, it's described also in a very emotional way. I don't know who I am. I'm completely defined by, my, by, by the drop that trickled down from me, and that becomes the sum total of my identity. Not that the guf gets much less power. We, we could also see it emotionally and psychologically. You know, probably the poorest decisions people make in their lives is when their entire life is reduced to the experience of the moment. It's not in context of a larger self. It's the experience of the moment. Whether it's my anger, my frustration, my bad temper, 
my depression, yeah, my frivolousness, my laziness, my despondency, my, my negativity, my low self-image, and, and my entire identity is reduced to that. To, to that. Sometimes I'll make my worst decisions at those moments. Huh? Repair, that's, that's, that's the rope. That's the rope, chevel. It's not stam. Chelek Hashem But the act of chevel, there's a rope. And if somebody, if somebody uh, snips, severs the rope, so, so what am I? <laughs> you know, you're holding on to, there's nothing to hold on to. <laughs> if the rope is connected, ah, mechaya. It's gewaldic. It's like an electricity rope. It's not a rope here, it's not a rope. It's an electricity rope. The, the electricity comes through this rope. Spiritual wiring, yeah. If a person has some tremendous experience, he saves a life, does something tremendous, his rope changes, his mazel. We'll see. Very good, very good. We'll see. We'll see. The Pasuk says, They flow. There's a flow. From Levonin. And this is in Shir Hashirim, Pedek Dalit. Pasuk Tesvav. I just want to read the Pasuk for you so you should appreciate. And I should appreciate. Mayan Ganim. Be'er Mayim Chayim. It's the spring that irrigates the gardens, a well of living water that flows from Lebanon. So he says, Just like Shleim HaMelech says in Kehelis, in his other Sefer, that Where will it be found? But Alter Rebbe teaches, Based on the Gemara and say, Meyayintimotze means what? That Chachma. Chachma gives life to its master. Chachma is the beginning of consciousness. It's the beginning of the chiyus being expanded. But that always comes from a place of ayin. Ayin means no thingness, which means it's not comprehensible, and therefore we call it ayin. What we call nothing doesn't mean nothing. It means it's not a thing. It's nothing to me because I have no way of controlling it, of seeing it, of understanding it. So I call it ayin, nothing. You know, for what, what do they say? For somebody that the whole world... For somebody, I forgot the expression, somebody that sees the whole world as uh, nails, so then there's nothing but a hammer. The point, the point is, I ruined it a little bit, but the point is as follows. For some, somebody with a hammer, let's put it this way, somebody whose self is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. If you explain to the nail that Sukkot is coming, very good, very good. If all you have in your toolbox is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. Because I want to use my toolbox. We have three different gerses. Rabbi Nechananel, the Bach, and uh, uh, we need one more for Atanafachta, yeah. But the Nikud, the Nikud I hope you're getting, right? This is my toolbox. This is what I know. This is what I know. Tell your, tell your nails and, and your boards in your house that Sukkot is coming. It's a big mitzvah. The mitzvah to put on. So the nail should say, okay, here I am. Here I am, right? doesn't work that way. You want to talk to the nail, you need a hammer. It doesn't have another language, right? Sometimes people think that people think that people are nails too. <laughs> so the only language is the hammer. 
The question is, but, but I'm talking to the nail. And if you could speak to the nail, what would the nail say? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. It's ayin. In my world, certain things are ayin because I completely can't relate to them. So it's called ayin. I really call it ayin. It's Einoi Musik, that's called Ayin, it's no thing. So that's where Chachma comes from. Vizalbchinis Levanain. Levanain, which by the way is Lamed Bez and Nun. It says in Kabbalah, there's Nun Shari Bina and there's Lamed Bez Nesivois Chachma. It's 32 pathways to Chachma, 50 gates to Bina. So Levanain is Lamed Bez and Nun, which is the source of Lamed Bez and Nun. Umimenu Noizel Hashpa. The Chachma receives from Ayin, but we call it Ayin because it's a superconscious. I don't know it. So what's Tshuva? Tshuva is Shetashuv HaNefesh Bebchines Bitlum Bebesidis Nefesh Lemekayda V'sharsha Elyon Shemimena Lukcha Shubchines Ayin Bebchines Mazel So Tshuva is restoring, returning, realigning your soul with itself. That's Tshuva realigning your outer consciousness with your inner core. That sometimes takes, always takes bittel and mesidus nefesh. Why bittel? Bittel is because I have to let go of my version of myself. And mesidus nefesh means I'm, I'm surrendering my definition of the soul to its true definition. That's, that's, that can be very grueling. <laughs> because this is what I'm familiar with. You know, talk about leaving your comfort zone. And that's why the Neshama comes down. It goes to a much deeper state than it was in Ganeidin because over there it enjoyed, it basked, it basked and bathed in the radiance of the Shechinah according to its capacity. But the only way the soul can bask in Ganeidin is after it went through all of the restrictions that Simtsum until it became Chachma. And Chachma you can bask in, you can bathe in, you can enjoy. In Shuva, the soul experiences return to that which is even beyond the first state of consciousness called Chachma. That's the state of I in the mazel, where the neshama is restored to a place of no thingness. It's beyond thing. It's beyond tangibility. It's completely one with its makavishayrish. As we said, the neshama essentially is chelik Hashem amay. It's 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 the ein soif, and it went through yutkevavke. V'zal shekasa bekriyas yamsuf. That's what it says after the splitting of the sea in the shira. We say ad yaver amcha Hashem, ad yaver amzu kanisa. Very interesting words. At the end of Shira Sayam, right? What do we say over there? Um, um, they were all dreading. They were all feared. Until your nation Hashem passed. So he says, The splitting of the sea is the splitting of the conscious to the subconscious. When you look at the ocean, we know there's a world under the ocean, but I don't see it. I have no access to it. If I go down, I don't come back up. You can't live underwater. For a long time at least, a few seconds. A person can't live underwater, because if I live underwater, there's no me. The word tvila, bikva, tvila, tes, vez, yud, lamed, is the same letters like ha, bittel. 
The Mitzvah Rebbe writes this. Why? Because that's what it means. I go into a place where I can't exist. In other words, if I want my I, when does a person, when does a person, <clears throat> if a person stays in a mikveh, there's not, they're not coming up. Because the definition of I needs me to be out of the water. With fish, it's the opposite. <laughs> you take him out of the water, they're dead. You take a person out of the water, he could live. You put him into the mikveh, there's no existence. Because the I can't be separate anymore. What's Kriyas Yamsuf? The splitting of the Yam. They walked in the mikveh. They walked in, what does that mean practically? They were opened up to a state of consciousness that usually is Ayin. So I did Kriyas Yamsuf, this Ali, so Yavra means they passed over Yudke Vavke. Neshama comes down for Kriyas Yamsov. We have a Yamsov. The Neshama comes down for Kriyas Yamsov. Only in its journey here can it reach that state of Ayin. We'll see why. In Ganeidin, it's fixed in structure. The structure of Chachma. Which is Moiradik, Nenis Mazevashkina. In its journey down here, the Neshama can really get to know itself. How does it get to know itself? <laughs> it gets to know itself from the state of Ayin, the Mazel, the Mazel of the Neshama. <laughs> Yudke Vavke is the source of creation. Havaya means he brings into existence everything. And how? Through Tzimtzum and Espashtus. Yud and He and Vav and He. Mashenken p'chines mazel shepchines ayin, leishayach shepchines is havos klal. In ayin there's no creation. V'zeo adiyavir amcha havaya, kalayma sha'avru lamaylum p'chines havaya, l'p'chines mazel, p'chines ayin, p'chines tshuva, v'aruach toshuva le'elakim asher nesana. Ki nesinos, v'hididos alamatas, v'p'chines simtsum v'ispashtus, shenasata, barasa, yitzarta, v'atshuva liz, v'p'chines bitu legamri, k'moi k'idem yiridos, v'yasir, okay. So creation is a process from ayin to yesh. From the intangible to the tangible. From no-thingness to some-thingness. Ayin is no-thingness. But no-thingness is not yesh. Creation is that process. That process requires yud and hey and vav and hey. How do you get from divine infinity, which is no thing, to thing? Our world is defined by thing, yesh. Even spiritual identity, it's identity. How do you get to that place? So that's the tzimtzum. By Kriyas Yamsuf, it was Ad Yavar Amcha Hashem. They passed through. The way out, you have to go through. <laughs> you can't jump. You can't, uh, you can't skip it. You can't say it doesn't exist. So they had to pass through Yavar. It's like you pass through the line and you get to the other side. Ad Yavar Amcha Hashem. They passed through Yud and Hey. They passed through Yud Kevavke. And they went beyond it to the state of Mazel Ayin, which is beyond His Havos. Because in Ayin, there's no His Havos. Because His Havos, by definition, means creation of something that's created, that has a definition, has a description. Your own state of Ayin is pre-creation. Neshama Shanasatabi. Once you decided to give it to me, it's Tahira, it's Barasa, it's Yitzarta, it's Nefachta. Originally, it's beyond that. Haruach Tashuv Ele Elokim Asher Nesana. Can I go back? To the source before the Nasina, before Neshama Shanasatabi. We need an exercise for this. Huh? It's a gift. 
It's a gift. There shouldn't be any element of karis. Karis means there's cut off. If there's no karis whatsoever, it's complete, complete alignment between the neshama and the, and the guf. Complete alignment. In other words, I'm comfortable in my state of ayin. <laughs> I'm comfortable in my state of ayin. That's, bit, that's what bitl means. Bittal means you're comfortable in your state of ayin. That only happens, could happen through this world's journey. The expression is why the soul gets cut off, like the Rambam says, and it says in Sukkim, you go to Sha'il, you go to Sha'il. Sha'il is like the abyss. In one of the Maimarim, it says the word Sha'il, which is the word for Gehenna, is the same letters like the word Sha'ol, which means borrowed. It says by Sha'ol, his Malucha was borrowed, right? Malucha belonged to David, Sha'ol borrowed it for a few years. Sha'ol means borrowed. Why is that the definition of the abyss? <laughs> definition of Sha'ol, Sha'ol. I live a borrowed life. One of the worst hells is when you live a borrowed life. In very practical words, it would mean I'm a people's pleaser. I'm living your life. I look how I look at you, what's acceptable, and then I adjust. And if I'm brilliant, right? Like Rabbi Adin Steinzelt used to say, when Jews copy the Gentiles, they copy them much better than the originals. So they out-Gentile the Gentiles. You know, they do it much better. When they become Americans, they become real Americans. When they became Russians, they became real Russians. Much better than when they became Germans before, in the old Germany. They were more German than the Germans. Because they do it right. (laughs) Because whenever I'm copying something, I'm much less secure, so I make sure I'm doing it right. (laughs) The original, I, I don't care. Ayid called me yesterday. He's the Chabad Shliach at Duke University. His name is Rabbi Blume. So he told me that he took a group of secular students from his university and other universities. They went to Tzvas. So in Tzvas, there's a lot of artists. So he says, this student comes out with a painting, and uh, a small painting. So Rabbi Blume says, wow, it's nice. How much did you pay for it? He said, I paid for it $75. He said, I hate to say this, but the guy really... Uh, you know, these things you buy for $12, uh, it's not 75 He says, no, 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 it's an original. It's not a print, it's an original. The guy, Pasha, did it. It's an original, so it's $75. So he says, okay, but why did you have to spend, he's a student, he doesn't have money, why do you have to spend $75 on an original? You could have bought, you know, for $3 a copy. So he says, he looks at me, he says, Rabbi, there's nothing in my life today that's not a copy. Everything, the boy tells him, a student, everything in my life is a copy. I wanted one thing that's actually an original, that's not replaceable. If I make a copy, it's not that. I don't have anything that I can't replace with something that's not a copy. Uh, the vart is worth more than $75. The vart is worth it. He says, there's nothing in my life now that I can't replace. You know, even your girlfriend you can replace. Depends which one. Depends on your relationship with them. I wanted something. He, he was ready to pay for something. The word shoal means borrowed. My life is borrowed. When is my life borrowed? When there's no, I'm not connected to myself. So now I look at you and I say, how should I live your life? That's, that's a form of Gehenna. That's Kodesh. 
That's in a very, very tangible level. It goes obviously deeper and deeper. So the Nekud of Tshuva, says, is called Yom of B'tshuva. It's the journey of, the whole journey of a person is to go from my Neshama defined as Yesh to my Neshama defined as Ayin, which is no definition. To go back through those stages. And you can't skip it. You go through Neshama Shinasatabis, Tahira Barasa, Yitzaita Nefachta, Vatim Shemagin. Ad Yavir Amcha Hashem. I have to work it through. I can't, you can't, it's called, what do we call it? Spiritual bypassing. You don't skip the Yudke Vavke. I'm going to die, and that, that's always going to be fake. Because your, 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 your embodiment, your embodied soul is going to protest that. It's a journey through Yudke Vavke to be able to realign it with its own Nekudah, with its, with its Ayin. That's the beginning, that's the Nekudah of Tshuva. Haruach Toshuv El Halekim Asher Nesana. From where it was taken, from where it was given in, and it started the process of Tzimtzum Vispashtas. Okay, Be'ezri Hashem will continue the Maimer next Thursday morning. That's in a week, next Thursday morning. And at this point, we'll take a little break and wish you all, dear brothers, a good geben shtyar, a ksiva vachzimatoiva, a shanatoiva umsuka to you, to your loved ones, to all of those who are connected to you, of course, family, communities, besach klal to be a year of bracha v'atzlacha, ad blidai, in which the mazel and the, and the neshama beguf are completely aligned with the tremendous hashpa materially and spiritually of health, happiness, prosperity, nachas, archavas adas, menuches hanefesh, menuches aguf, no anxiety, only the anxiety of getting from yesh to ayin, which is the source of all anxiety, by the way. But it's 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 a glorious it's a glorious form of 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 tension. Yeah, if you can if you can realize that all anxiety comes from that place, and Hashem should fulfill all of your heart's desires. And and the oil, the, the light of the Balatanya, the Lakudatera should uh, should permeate us. Should permeate us Bipnimius, Bipnimius. A good Giban Shyod everybody. Yeah. Slokharab the Bhyakiv. Gamatam, Gamata. Good Yar, Aksiva Vaksimatoiva. Gamata, Mazisiyara, Frelikya, Vasmachta Lekim Shalma. Very deep, but this is the this is the the core of, of, of all healing and reality. We, we need exercises to be able to uh, internalize it because it's just words. You, you understand this, Maimon. <laughs> Avada. That's the whole Indian. <laughs> or fighting, or fighting the fact that uh, I have a journey, yeah. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.